I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me is Pedro Montero de Barros, Vice President of Finance of Remote, which was founded in 2019, but still doesn't have an office. The clue's in the name. <laughs> Remote provides tools to manage onboarding, payroll benefits, and other services for global workforces. And the first thing to say is that you quite recently become a unicorn in August, raising $150 million. What tips would you give people to have a successful fundraise? Times have changed and uh, there are no more flying around to meet uh, all the VCs. It became much better because you can meet many more interested folks than potentially you could do in real life. But uh, the key tip, I think, continues being uh, as pre-pandemic which is you need to demonstrate uh, your traction. You need to demonstrate how people benefit uh, from investing in you. And more than everything else, uh, what's the impact that you're going to have in the world? Because in the end, that's what uh, investors are looking after is making bets, uh, winning bets. And uh, you must demonstrate that uh, you are exactly that and you have the team to be able to execute on that. Which makes complete sense. You have to have a valid business idea, otherwise nobody's going to invest in it. But is it not a bit difficult to persuade investors, particularly in your case, you don't so much have a lean establishment as have no establishment? Well, this is becoming, I think, increasingly the norm where it's uh, you can have folks working from anywhere in the world, not having to establish offices and uh, expensive desks. As long as you have the team and you have the commitment from the different folks in the team and especially at the executive level, investors are relatively comfortable with the setup and it's working well. Well, I think it's we can say by now that it's working well across the board, not just with remote. Well, let's talk a little bit more about the, the implications of remote working. It's not just about who you are and how remote itself operates, but it's also what you do. What are the tax complications of working remotely? They are massive. From For companies, it's uh, being exposed to potentially misqualification or permanent establishment in countries that they don't have operations in, just because a critical, a critical employee is working out of, that, out of that country. For the employees themselves, is uh, how do they pay their taxes, where in each country are they considered to have a, a fiscal residency? And uh, the complications for a company to be able to pay uh, them and to have them on their books uh, legally. That's where remote comes in and enables exactly companies to to hire anyone anywhere through our own uh, entities uh, spread across the world. So you're effectively walking the walk. As well we as are walking the walk, talking the talk, walking the walk and helping our customers uh, move exactly on the direction of being compliant uh, wherever they employ folks. Because it does have implications. It's not just the the individual it has implications for. It's it's the company as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's the company. It's, uh, there are massive uh, potential implications. If they have, if they are employing someone in a different country, uh, in the, depending the way they are doing, they usually see contractors or freelancers, and uh, there's the potential of misqualification as employees. And uh, on those circumstances, they should have been paying taxes in a different way. Or, uh, as I mentioned, if they, there is a critical employee in a different country, there is the potential exposure for permanent establishment, meaning that the company will be facing local taxes and uh, are required to do local registrations. 
which complicates uh, things massively. Well, let's go back to basics then. How do you build, scale and manage a successful global finance team? Well, I have been very lucky that uh, we we had very experienced folks uh, joining the team. I don't know everything and the way that we uh, were able to scale finance very quickly at remote was hiring subject matter experts, folks that had been doing these for for a long time on the controlling side, treasury tax, FP&A and by the nature of their experience, uh, they were able to take things uh, on their own, and which creates, uh, which goes directly to our values of ownership and independence, and uh, it's enabling our team to grow massively. They can own vision, they can own the growth of their teams, and uh, it has been a, a critical factor for for our success. Is how the team is being built. Well, how do you actually find these people, though? Because obviously, you you don't have a presence. For them to come to, so it's it's comical because there is a there is a place called Remote in Oregon in the US. So it gets very complicated when when you post rules for for Remote. No, it's it's not it's not easy, especially at the beginning when you still don't are not as known as as we are today, but you still want to attract the best talent in the world. So we did a lot of reaching out to to our network, to to folks that you knew, like even going or sourcing. Uh, I did a lot of sourcing myself, and uh, and then is finding folks that align with our values and the mission that remote remote has. Uh, we have been very lucky that uh, we had very experienced folks joining us from the early on, especially on the finance team, and that uh, made a critical uh, impact and difference from how things are progressing. How easy has it been to deal with financial institutions? Because a bank is going to look at you and say, what am I looking at? Where are you? It requires a lot of explanation. <laughs> Thankfully, we, we had some of the largest global banks invest, not inv- invest in the relationship with remote because they could foresee there was the potential the potential for, for success in what, what we are doing. Uh, there are no victory laps yet, but things are going are going extremely well, and we are going towards our mission. And uh, and now that they understand better the business, they themselves are coming to us with different proposals, with different commercial offerings, because it's a new reality that they had to adapt quickly. Which is, I'm back in a company that has an office, but folks are distributed globally. They have intensive in seventy countries. Like how how do we work and how do we go about this? Do you think the pandemic has helped your business model in that respect? It has accelerated, to say the least. Yeah. I think the fundamental economical move uh, of folks starting to, to work wherever they want and you hiring pe- the best people in the world and not being worried if they are in your postcode or not had already started. And there was a, some cases of success like GitLab uh, was one of them. With the pandemic, that was accelerated massively, and uh, every company had to face that experience. And now we are starting to see companies that will not go back to how they were operating, and there is a new a new way of working, and uh, which gives a lot, much more flexibility to folks. People can really balance much more their work and, and life side. It it has I, th- I believe it has been extremely positive for how people work and uh, and live. Okay, moving on then, what are the kind of tools and resources that you need to use 
to work successfully in this way? Well, we, we jumped a lot of the early stage tools and we went straight into very mature ones. So we are implementing SAP at the global level. As for HANA, we have it implemented in 43 countries already and uh, we are rolling out uh, to the 80 plus countries that we are implementing this year. It's a massive rollout. Uh, also, it was an institution that had to that there was a big investment from their side into supporting us and supporting such an early stage company in approaching this. We are implementing Kiriba for as a treasury management system, and we are developing a lot of internal systems to really enable how finance works with our customers and how we operate internally uh, as a team as well. So there is a big investment on that side. And if you look at our values, automation is one of them. And so there is a critical uh, step into automating all our finance functions as much as we can, because that's the only way for us to be able to scale as quickly as we are doing. Well, let's just talk a little bit more broadly about what the company does. I said in, in the introduction that you're providing a variety of services for global mm -hmm. workforces. How are those services actually being provided? Are you offering a platform? Are you yeah. offering plug and play? We are offering the services in, in, in two ways. One is through a platform where you as a company uh, register with us and are able to onboard uh, employees anywhere in the world. You do your own sourcing and selection. We deal with all the, the local uh, HR and compliance matters. So full compliance on the tax side, uh, on local legislation, requirements uh, from on labor laws, like we are experts, subject matter experts on, on all those. And we, are, we make sure that uh, your employee, wherever they are, is, is fully compliant and has access to very good benefits and competitive uh, benefits. We are also uh, launching an API, which is allowing folks uh, that have a present, companies that have a presence in one country, one country, but we want to expand internationally and want to provide our service internationally as well. And we are backing them up to, to be able to employ uh, internationally. We announced a partnership with Rippling, for example, where they are much more US-centric and they are leveraging a remote to, to go global and to allow their companies to, to employ uh, employees uh, internationally. So it's the backbone of global employment. Thank you very much, Pedro Montero de Barros, Vice President Finance of Remote.